Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of For Your Game. Many times people say, hey, I wish I had thought of that idea, or hmm, it'd be great to start my own business. Easier said than done, let alone inventing a product and bringing it to market. And it's my pleasure today to have one of those undaunted entrepreneurs on my show today. Uh, he's a guy that I've known for a few years now, invented uh, one of the most breakthrough golf bag designs in the industry today. And it's a pleasure to have Robert Weinmeier, the CEO of Never Lose Golf Bags, on the show today. Hey, Robert. Hi, Holly G. How are you doing? So... You and I have known each other for a little while now, and we you, know, we know. You, yep. you percolated on this idea uh, for, gosh, probably going back six, seven years, and then you actually launched your company, Never Lose Golf Bags, in 2018. First, tell my listeners briefly about the innovation of this golf bag, because it, it really is unlike uh, anything we've seen in this category in a long time. Absolutely. Uh, first, I must preface, uh, besides being a golf instructor and played professionally in mini tours and all that, I am an engineer. So there's the engineering part plus the creative part plus the, uh, the golf part. And one day I just got so fed up with trying to find my club. And then, you know, everyone's typically lost the club or left one behind. And then so as an engineer and being also a Virgo, left to right, black to white in the closet, I said, there's got to be a better way. So that was kind of, sort of the aha moment. And um, our bag has clips that hold each club in place, which is, uh, which is obviously very unique. And they, they adjust to, to any club on the market, any iron. And then the clips are uh, swappable, so we have shaft clips for hybrids, so you could have any number of hybrids. Uh, so that's one of the unique features. The second unique feature is the fact that there is no club chatter or club clutter <laughs> or club clanking, right? There's a, how many times have we been putting or something and you hear that somebody driving by or walking by and there's the club clanking and you kind of have to wait. So that is gone. We've eliminated that problem. So you can literally turn the bag upside down and they won't fall out. So uh, we've gotten just, you know, we've gotten tremendous response from Pretty much overwhelming, I have to admit. So it's been, it's been, it's been fun. So let's talk a little bit about the business side of this equation and your your journey from you know launching this company and some of the unexpected twists and turns, particularly first COVID and then the supply chain issue. So my listeners can really get a sense of. You know, what it, what it takes, especially, I mean, it's hard enough to launch a business, hard enough to Correct. bring a product to market from concept design to manufacturing, Robert. And then on top of it, marketing it and doing it successfully and then having all these speed bumps in the way. So share about how Correct. that all went. Well, it's just, it is, it is uh, you know, I can, I'm obviously excited to bring something like that to the market, something unique. Uh, unto itself and having created it, you know, listening to my own voice and, and 
what would I, you know, you always think or say, what would I do if I were to design a bag or design something? You know, that's kind of the genesis of an inventor. You know, how do I make a better mousetrap or what would I do? It's not fulfilling my needs. So that would be the first part. Then, then oh, yeah, oh, by the way, you know, bringing it to market. Now you have, as you mentioned, the marketing, the business side of things, you know, the financing part. So all those other components. And as Steve Jobs said, if you don't have passion, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a very difficult road because there are so many speed bumps that you can never expect. Even though you plan, the it's it's you know from manufacturing running out of product, manufacturers running out of product uh, to sometimes uh, uh, employees not following through. I mean, there's just so many variables that come into play. You just have to keep just there's really no secret. You just keep plowing through it, and so, then hoping and, that the consumer likes your product. And then, oh, by the way, that's the other part. Then the consumer, you know, even liking the product. So, um, fortunately, we've been successful uh, on most of the most of those accounts, and um, we keep plowing through it. But, you know, obviously, the biggest one was the pandemic. So we we had a really good launch at the end of eighteen, uh, nineteen, and um, you know, lo and behold. Uh, we launched, we had a campaign the uh, March of the pandemic. That was 20, correct? So, yep, 2020. Uh, 2020, we happened, but as fate would have it, we launched the campaign that March. And uh, we're like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, horrible timing. But as we know, it was actually the best thing that could have ever happened to us. And all things, we just took a major spike. Uh, it was the only thing people could do out, you know, out and about. So it, it, we had, you know, it was a very successful campaign that lasted pretty much the whole year, which typically, as you know, as you know, in marketing campaigns, those kinds of campaigns usually just spike and then die off. But it really was uh, longstanding pretty much throughout the whole year. And we're like, woohoo, this, this is good, right? And I mean, in our own, and not, not being selfless, just more from a business standpoint. I mean, obviously, friends of ours had lost businesses and restaurants, and it was just, you know, obviously, as we know, it was not, not a good time. Um, we got, we did, we got very lucky uh, to have a, a sport that people could participate in, do it safely, do it outdoors, do it with social correct. distancing, and right. a lot of people got introduced to the game. Uh, correct. You know, and correct. a lot of new people came into the game. Yep. But yep, then you have yep. demand, right? Supply and demand. And right. we, had, we had the demand. And then, uh, so we, we, you know, we're very optimistic rolling into uh, 21, 2021. And we ordered, had a nice order. Uh, we have some parts made overseas, not all of it. Some of our parts are made here. And we assemble everything here. But some of the parts are made overseas. So we placed an order and it was going great. And all of a sudden there's the, uh, uh, we get a, uh, found out that the order wasn't going to be done on time, and I'm thinking, okay, well, we can, we have a few months to 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 get by with, and all of a sudden, another uh, get another email and, and communication, and that's not going to happen. So now I'm thinking, now we're mid year, and and I'm getting pre orders, and we're doing campaigns, and and people, you know, people want their product, and it's not happening. <laughs> So you just have to, you know, when you're in business, you just have to, you, you have to expect those things. But, you know, in the middle of it, it's easier said than done, right? So now you have to pivot. So this goes back to the relationships, relationships of golf. Um, we, had, we did have a distributor in, 
in another country order some bags. And so, you know, just just from being in the golf industry, and you just keep relationships going. So I had been speaking to him, you know, every few months, and finally there he had said in 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 the middle of 21 that their company has gone through some issues, and he and the bags that they ordered, he wanted to he wanted to know if I wanted to buy them back, and I said absolutely. So we ended up buying the bags back that we had sold to them, and uh, that really uh, almost, well, saved the day for us in 21 because the original order was never going to happen, and then the prices to went through the roof. Quadruple, quadrupled. It was insane, just insane. So even if the order was done, which actually ended up being done towards the third quarter of the year, we we couldn't afford the shipping. I mean, you just... It just, you know, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, and so that people understand, like, a typical container that might cost, what, $5,000, Robert, was costing, like, 22000 Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. You know, and, and our margins are slim anyway, so, you know, that just takes the, the steam right out of the engine. So we, we just felt so fortunate. We felt like it was a godsend that we got this other order or, you know, inventory. And we were pretty excited and happy because then we knew we were going to do a holiday campaign for, for the holidays, Christmas holidays. And we ordered, we got the bags from that other country, and everything was great. We ordered this, you know, uh, had, it, had it shipped. And next thing you know, Long Beach is all jammed because we're going to the West Coast, right? So and what, they were going to be shipped in October, was that correct? They were going to be shipped in October, so we thought plenty of time for the holiday. Actually, September. So we were thinking, you know, piece of cake. We can we can really make it work. And uh, next thing you know, Long Beach gets full. So, you know, I don't know if you know in the shipping industry, but it's almost like a travel agent. There's freight forwarders. There's forward freight transloaders. There's there's a, there's a, uh, somebody for everything. So you have to talk to at least four or five different companies to even get one shipment here. It's it's pretty again. That was a whole you know a learning process, and then there's the forms, and then there's customs, and then there's so there's you got to get the container off the boat, and then you got to get, get the, the container, of, <laughs> container to the warehouse, and then you got to get a truck right. from the warehouse, right. and there's no right. trucks, and it goes and on and on. on, and on and on. So we found out that the ship that was bringing it over was actually going up the coast. So we thought, okay, we can we can easily get it done, and there were four or five places all the way up to Seattle, and so one was Oakland, and we said, okay, we'll do to Oakland. Next thing you know, Oakland was scratched. Then it was another port. That was scratched. So it just kept going on and on. Finally, they said, okay, Seattle. So I said, okay, let's, let's, let's get it done in Seattle. Okay, it, it, gets, it gets offloaded in Seattle, and the Now, let me, let me, if I can get this right, though. You basically were trying to hijack your goods in a way, get them off the boat sooner because it was going to take like another six weeks for the boat to end up in L.A., basically. Correct, correct, correct. We, we never would have had them based on the ships that were in Long Beach by, by the holiday. Because they kept backing you up. We're not just talking a couple of weeks. We're talking six weeks, eight weeks. You know, people have, have sure. seen the stories, of course. Right, but, right, right. I mean, this this was real time, What how it was going and, and sure, how it was sure. happening. Correct. And then we also heard that some even even some of the, you know, the major brand companies were couldn't get products. So I, I didn't feel bad. I mean, I, I felt bad for our, our pre-order customers, but at the same time, everybody, you know, everybody in, the, in all industries were feeling it, as, as we know. So, um, yeah, so we, so we thought, okay, we're going to get this 
uh, you know, offloaded in Seattle in time, you know, everything's good. Okay, what do you think happens? The major man shipping company made a mistake on the major manifest, and when they offloaded the goods, none of the goods could be released, which, what I find out, very rarely happens. It's just one of these. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. <laughs> and, and so I go, okay, fine, it'll, it'll be done. You know, usually in business, right, if there's a mistake, you work overtime, you do whatever you can to make it to make it right, right, to, to fix it. Well, it doesn't work that way in the shipping industry. I had literally had called every day for almost a month, and they just said, well, we're working on it, we're working on it. It just wasn't getting done. It just was frustrating, I'm sure. Super, super frustrating. Um, again, being being coming from the private sector, you just you just get it done. I don't care what happens, you make it happen. But um, so that was a frustrating part. So cut to now is getting Novemberish, right? Late getting, October, getting towards uh, the planning for Black Friday. Right, right. The whole the whole shebang, and um, it's still not happening. And I'm calling, and I'm on the phone every day. So this is. You know, again, back to small business, you do what you have to do. Now, this is sometimes calls at 6 in the morning, sometimes calls late at night. You just have to do what you have to do. And uh, finally, uh, again, talking to numerous different companies, you know, pivoting, going left, right, any way you can just to find an answer. I couldn't get an answer why they weren't releasing the goods. It was just super frustrating. So... One last call. I ended up calling the, 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 the company that ran the Port of Seattle. But as I'm talking to the secretary, she says, hold on, the CEO is walking by. It was one of those happen, happenstance issues. But it's, again, what is success? It's preparation and luck, right, <laughs> happening at the same time. Beautiful. And, and the CEO got on the line, and guess what? He happens to be a golfer. <laughs> Gotta so, love it. You gotta love it. We talked golf for probably 15 minutes. I had known some courses up in, I had visited the uh, Seattle area, so I had known some courses. We talked golf. Lo and behold, the next day, guess what? The container is released. It magically <laughs> appears. It magically appeared. All the goods are released. Now it's two weeks before Christmas. So we have to take the red eye, I have to get arrangements in a strange warehouse because I was planning to bring everything back down to Los Angeles, but there wasn't enough time. So I ended up making more phone calls, setting up uh, a warehouse, a strange warehouse, and they were so helpful. The people were just amazing, amazing people. Helped me out. We took a red eye, flew up there, got all the And you took the red eye, let me clarify too, that you're based in Florida. So We're based in Florida. We have a secondary operation in on the West Coast. So this is all new territory. I mean, you don't just, you know, willy-nilly bring goods from strange port to another warehouse. That all has to be set up. So these people were so accommodating. Um, and that's the good, you know, that's finding the humanity of the business part, also in the business part, people that just come through and, and go And go the extra mile. And go, <laughs> go the, the extra, extra mile. mile. Yep. And then along those lines, when, knowing that I, you know, we were going up, I needed some help. So as you know, I was instructing, uh, you know, a while back, and I, I had worked with a couple that were from Portland. So 
I, you know, and again, kept in touch with him over the years, followed him on Facebook. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, we're, you know, told no story. And if you have any friends or, you know, or you can come up, you know, I need some help, you know. So I didn't really, you know, you, you, you can't bank on anything, right? That's an, so. You you're, you're throwing you're throwing a lot of hail marys. I'm throwing a lot of hail marys. <laughs> it's the 18th hole, and I got to drain the putt. Right? That's right. <laughs> so it's like okay, let's try it. So you know, as I'm flying up, we're, I'm getting prepared, and sure enough, that morning I land. I'm heading to the warehouse, and what do I get? I get a text from him, and he says, "I got two people coming up. They'll be there at 10:30." I'm wow! Like, what? Wow! <laughs> A couple people are coming up, and some more if you need it, just let me know. I mean, it's just, those are the things that keep you going yes. <laughs> in the hard times. Yes. And uh, needless to say, the, the again, the warehouse is awesome. We got it out in a couple days. The bags were delivered by Christmas. All our customers were happy, and uh, that's the uh, nice little time. End of the story, customer. right? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. and not the end of the story, right? But it's it's... Yeah. It's those things, tenacity and not taking no, times what seems to be beating your head against the wall. And, you know, this is the nitty-gritty, um, you know, especially when people look at you and think, oh, you're an overnight success. Ha, ha, ha. No, no. no. But it let's also talk no. about what it took because you, you also were having to take the orders because you have different models of your bag in terms of colors, right. et cetera. So yep. you're having yep. to match them up with the containers. Yep. So oh yeah, no, we're 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 at this strange warehouse, and the help that I had were were just awesome, and we just yeah, we were matching labels with. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm doing labels right the night before I'm flying till probably one in the morning, right, and then getting on the plane. So I mean, it's just those types of things that you just yeah, like you said, the nitty gritty that you just you know you just have to do if you want to be you know. And, Even and, and, in the ballpark. I mean, you hear Elon Musk, you know, sleeping on the manufacturing floor. I, you know, you do what you have to do. There's just, there's just no two ways about it. So, yeah. So we matched everything, got the bags out, and it, you know, and then then oh by the way, Seattle was freezing, right? So we're in the warehouse freezing. It actually was snowing. <laughs> and uh, you know, you just do what you have to do. The guys were great. Everybody worked out, uh, worked for us, and, and we got it out. So. Um, I think I'm still trying to catch my breath. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sure does. Oh my goodness! And and so um, let's let's talk a little bit more about the never lose bag real quickly. Uh, in in case any of our listeners are interested in in ordering one, um, first of all, uh, the website Robert is neverlose.com, and that's spelled N-E-V-R. A little play on words, never, four letters, lose, L-O-O-Z.com, neverlose.com. We went with never lose just because, again, you never lose a club. I mean, that's the idea. You can leave two or three clubs out, and then because of the clips, you... Know if one's missing. Yeah, you immediately can tell if one is missing. So it's really, really, um, really good from that Now, I can give my own testimonial about this. So I'm in I'm in South Florida yesterday playing with uh, some friends, and I've got my old bag, my old cluttered little carry bag 
with stuffed with way too many clubs, because hey, I'm in the golf okay. business. Doesn't happen when you got your never lose. And my friend calls me this morning and says, Guess what? I found your sand wedge in my golf bag. Oh my god. I'm there like, that go. would never happen with a never lose bag. No, 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 no. That's 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 the perfect testimonial right there. And but, you once you use a never lose bag, you cannot go back. Yeah, never go bag. back. You just can't go back because it's so user-friendly. It's like, you know, the, the papers are on your desk. You want them messy or unorganized or want them in a file folder. Just It just makes common sense. So it's it's very easy to, to learn, and, and I, I, I'll, you'll, you'll love it. And when people see it, it, when people see it, they want one. It's like, I got to have it. I, I also yeah. often describe it as like having a custom closet for your Pardon. clubs. You know, when you get that, you finally, you know, get your ideal closet. And it's got everything all separated, your shirts, your sweaters, your shoes. Fantastic. Well, that's what the Never Lose Golf Bag is. And when it people is. see it, they're like, I got to have one. Our design is pretty unique in that we have an internal frame and then a skin. that The outer part is a skin. So we can modify the frame. We can accommodate the single-length players, consumers, and then our or, the uh, jumbo, the jumbo grips, because yeah, we can accommodate the jumbo grips, uh, the fat putter grips. So we have two two-inch putter tubes, one on each side of the bag, in case you're riding or a passenger or driving. So we kind of, you know, I try to th- thought, think of everything, right? Right. As the investor, um, and I think we we did okay. You know, we're still improving. We got we're doing some other really exciting things coming in 2022, um, and so I uh, hope people can check us out. On all your success, and again to my listeners, it is a, just a fantastic golf bag. Check it out. Never lose. Never lose. Dot com. Robert, the CEO and Chief of Everything Officer. Thank you so much for spending some time with the Golf Insiders today. Thank you, Holly. I really appreciate it.